This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we're back here for another deep dive with Fields of Fantasy. And today, we are deep diving into the Dallas Cowboys. As always, I am joined by Nathan Dowie. And again, you are getting treated because we have our resident cowboy and DFS expert, Riku, with us once again. Howdy. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming on, Riku. Looking forward to going into... Uh... Jerry World here over the next yeah. minutes, so should be interesting to see Jerry World from a Cowboys perspective as well. Okay, so as always, we like to start with quarterback. Get straight into it. Dak Prescott, where's he going, Dowie? QB number ten, ADP of eighty-four. But my stat of the day is he's Ooh, coming big off stat. a big stat, an NFL NFL high of fifteen interceptions. I think since his last couple of injuries. He doesn't look the same on the ground. He finished QB 18 last year, but he did miss five games. So I'm actually not that high on Prescott this season. So QB 10 is a little high for me. Does I prefer going for someone like a Deshaun Watson or a Tua or even an Aaron Rodgers. Thoughts, Rico? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard to talk about the Cowboys without talking about Kellen Mond leaving and uh, Mike McCarthy now calling taking over the play calling for the offense. So, I mean, with Kellen Mond, it was fast-paced, lots of deep shots that sort of explains the interceptions. The other thing is it's probably likely to be more run-heavy now, uh, which is counterintuitive because you don't have Zeke there. So it's, you know, somebody that can do the short yardage stuff. So I think Prescott's a... I think if you pick him, I think Watson's a better pick. Uh, if you pick him over... Tua or Cousins, particularly, I think again, fairly similar. You're not going to lose that. You're not going to win or lose your league by picking him. I think sort of eight to eight, sort of QB eight is probably his ceiling. And that would mean that something would have to go horribly wrong with Lawrence or, you know, Herbert. So I think he's a fairly safe pick. Uh, he's got better wide receivers. Now what Brandon Cooks there has looked really good in training camp. And we'll get to wide receivers. So he definitely has better weapons. Um, the only other thing I'd say with the Cowboys is, given the division they're in and they schedule, they're probably going to be, and they're good defense, they're probably going to be in games where they're going to be leading a lot. So he won't have to gain shootouts or throw the ball as much. So I think you can expect him to score you 18 to 22 points each week, but he's not going to have many ceiling games. So if you're doing super flex, He's a good sort of your second QB who's safe. He'll always play um, and get you a bit of points on the, on the ground as well. So I think for me, he's, you know, 10 range. And I think that's fair. Johnny, I, mean, I completely agree. I think when it comes to that, Prescott, um, I think those interceptions last year probably give him a bit of stigma, which is probably slightly unfair because actually, you know, on the other side of those uh interceptions was some good quarterback play and he would have finished in the top 10 based on his points per game um, last season. He would have finished top 10 last season if he played every game. So if, if you look at that, he's going around the, around the same place. The only time he's not really in the top 10 is when he's 
injured, so you know what you're getting with him. I just don't think he's got the capabilities of challenging for the top fives. So where he's going, if you've already got a QB, you know, if you can snatch him up as a second QB as a Superfax, I completely agree. I think he's going to give you those consistent points. I mean, you have him and Jalen Hurts, you know, Josh Allen, Paddy Mahomes. It is a very, very nice combination to have. And I think he should outperform personally the likes of Kirk Cousins, um, you know, Jared Goff, you know, the type of QB that's going around him in the draft. The only person I like above him is what what you said with Aaron Rodgers, because I think he's got that upside where he can potentially get closer to the top five than Dak. But I think there is more risk with it than Dak himself. All right. So should we move on to running back? Yeah. Tony Pollard, RB8. The Sandy's ADP is 23, but I don't see him going that high. I've been, I've I've probably got the most shares in Tony Pollard this year. And I see him going more mid-round three. He's a clear RB1. He's on a franchise tag. What do they do when they're on a franchise tag? Run him into the ground. Run him into the ground. I don't personally think... Is Ronald Jones still there or has he been dropped? He's still there, but... So you got Ronald Jones and Deuce Vaughan. They're not going to impact him at all. Deuce Vaughan gives me promise of living that running back stream. He's about my size, so I don't see him <laughs> being an impact. So I think Tony Pollard, he finished RB7 last year. I personally think, like Riku said, they're going to be run heavy. I think he can break that top five. I agree. I, I think if if I'm looking at running backs, you're looking at CMC, Eckler, Bijan, uh, Barkley, Chubb, Pollard, on a tee off their own, and then I go into sort of Jacobs, Henry Taylor, I think what they offense and the way it's set up, good defense. They're going to run the ball a lot. The other thing with Pollard is he's a very good pass catcher. So he, sometimes the way how they run that offense is by feeding Pollard a lot. And everybody remembers um, Aaron Jones under Mike McCarthy and some of the running backs they had at Green Bay under Mike McCarthy. And they used him a lot in the passing game. And I think Pollard's a very... I mean, he's no Eckler or CMC exactly, but he's very similar in the way that he can be used, that he can get five, six dump-offs and he can get 12, 13 rushes. The only other thing I'd say about Pollard is, even if um, the Cowboys sign a veteran to replace Malik Davis, Deuce Warren or Ronald Jones, I think he actually helps Pollard. I'd rather see him have about 14, 15 carries and then have sort of targets. I wouldn't want to see him have 20 touches a game, 22, 23, because I think he's a big injury risk, especially he's coming off that injury. So I think it would be better if they can find an RB to, you know, somebody to spell him a birth, so have like a 70, 30, or um, they use someone like Malik Davis to do the short yardage work, because he's not a big guy. So it will actually help him to be more productive and stay more fresh. But I think he's got top five potential easily. Johnny if you're going to pick anybody to have a Josh Jacobs season for last season, this season, I think Pollard's the guy. I don't think anybody else is set up to do that leap as much as him, I don't think. No, I agree. Like, as people might be shocked, I've actually been drafting two wide receivers first. And I've been taking Pollard every time in third round. I also think he can do it. But, uh, I mean, Jacobs had a very good season, but a lot of it was volume driven. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't super or that offense wasn't super efficient. So I think actually 
Pollard can be very efficient with the touches he has in the offense. So getting targets, game line, and having those big breakouts because he's got, you know, proper gas in his tank. Excellent. So we're all in on Pollard. That's one full agreement. Yeah. But you seem to get get to him before I do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know. So let's move to wide receivers. Start with the number one guy, C.D. Lamb. He's wide receiver seven, ADP of 12. Finished wide receiver six last season. He had 107 receptions, 1,300 yards. What do we think, boys? Riku, what's your thoughts? I like Lamb, and I think it's going to help him. So often the problem with him until towards the end of last season was that he didn't really have a spike week. So he was a guy that would score you 15 to 23, get 23 points. But we saw him sort of lots of really high scoring weeks from him. Uh, he obviously has a good rapport with Dak. Uh, they play him a lot in the slots, uh, and he'll continue to play in the slot, which I think helps him. He's got guaranteed targets. So he's the number one uh, receiver in the offense. Um, so I think he's a fairly safe um, he's a fairly safe pick. I don't think he can ever crack the top four or five in wide receivers, but he'll always be in that five to twelve range. Uh, so I think he's a good pick if you're looking for a solid wide receiver. And for me, he's similar to your Amon Saint Ra, probably Waddle Lamb, um, Devonte Smith. Yeah, I think Devontae Smith is probably he's a bit below that because of how they play and you know they run the ball a bit more. So I think Lamb, yeah, I think Lamb's a good wide receiver to have in your team. But you know, if Diggs, Hill, Cup, Chase, Jefferson, AJ Brown are probably ahead of him, you know, if you can like pick Devontae any, Adams. I think I'll pick Lamb just because I think the main thing is uh, there's a big risk with the Raiders' offense that there's a systematic failure. There'll be in a lot of shootouts, but, you know, if Jimmy G gets hurt, if that offense just doesn't click. So I think there's more risk with an Adams. Adams probably has a higher ceiling. There's more risk with him, however. But if you want somebody that can produce you lots of points uh, on a consistent basis, I think Lamb's the better uh, wide receiver. And he's probably coming into his prime now. So, you know, the next two, three years, he'll be in his prime. Johnny B. Um, I just try to decide whether I think he's going to get the same volume as he did last year. I think they depended on him a lot last year. I don't think they're going to need to as much this year. As I say, I think they're going to run a lot more with Pollard. Um, obviously, they brought Cooks in to get another, well, get a reliable second receiver in there as well. And then you've got Gallup if he ever stays fit, but. That never seems to happen. But I think my concern is if he can't sustain the volume, will he be able to keep up with the likes of the other wide receivers around him? Um, Because he did get a lot of volume. He got 150-odd targets, I think. And he only caught 107 of them. So if he gets a lot less targets, then um, it could impact him massively. We talk about Devonta Smith, but he only had 14 less targets himself and I think it was actually and Brown had 146 so it's not actually that much difference in the target so if Devonta can improve on his actual efficiency with his targets then it could be closer between Smith and Lamb as well I think actually between that 7 to 
12 wide receiver. It could be in absolutely any order. It's the real answer. Um, and I think it's probably the safest thing to do is probably spread your risk rather than go all in on one guy, personally. Yeah, I must admit, I took my first CD Lamb share in a redraft today and I, I was quite glad I got him in a good position. You're seeing the wide receivers fly off the board this year, aren't you? You're only really seeing CMC, Eckler and Barkley sometimes go be up before these guys now. So. One, one, one wide receiver I think is definitely um, incredible value is definitely Jalen Waddle because his efficiency with his targets last year was incredible. Um and if Tua can stay fit, then he, he he could definitely go higher, I think, than he did last year. And I mean, actually, I, I wouldn't mind waiting for him. Yeah, I think the Tua risk is baked in there, the fitness risk, right? Mike White playing yeah. QB. I'd say one thing about Lamb, and it sort of touches upon uh, Cooks, is I think the fact that Cooks is there as a deep prep uh, will actually help him. So he was... Double covered a lot last season because everybody mm. knew where the ball was coming. So I think he can probably be more efficient and he can probably end up catching more of those targets because he's not constantly double covered. So hopefully that will mean that, um, you know, Lamb will be more efficient. But yeah, we'll see. But I agree. You, you pick these guys in any order and you'll be fine. I mean, just spread the risk. Yeah. Go on to tight ends then, unless you want to talk about Cooks and... So let, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll, talk talk about, Cooks. we'll talk about Cooks. He's wide receiver 48, ADP and 95. He's in your wide receiver 3-4 range. I quite like him for them big weeks. You know, Brandon Cooks, last season, we were all picking as a top 20 wide receiver. Mm. So, you know, he Texans were not a good offence last year. I think he's personally going a good offence. He's got Lamb with him there. You know, I always think the better wide receivers you have, the harder it is for the defence to cover you because you don't know what's going to happen. So I think for his value, I like it, Cooks. I'm taking him. I agree. I think he's a good value. And also he'll have a lot of spike week. So particularly in best ball, he's a good best value. Because, yeah, 100%. You know, he's a deep threat and Dallas hasn't had that for a while. So um, I think he's good. Quick one on Gallup. Uh, I know people are quite low on Gallup. Uh, he's on a big contract. He came off a bad injury last season, and the types of injury he came off usually takes about a season to get better on. And we have seen this with law players where they come back um, from an injury. So I think Gallup, if you're looking at that range, where's he going, Dowie? Uh, so he's wide receiver 60, ADP 178. He's going roughly around the Phelan, Rondale Moore and Dubes. So that, for me, just tells you that actually, if you look at Thielen, for example, I think Gallup has the highest ceiling because we haven't seen him do it. He's still relatively young. Um, that Prescott well, loves him as well. They've got a great... Yeah, you know what? He's um, Given the investment, I think it's a fairly... There's a lot of upside compared to a lot of these other players. Low uh, risk, reward, reward, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Same as so, Hunter Renfro. You know, you put like, them two in comparison. You know, Renfro's dropped all the way down there. He's very low risk. You might get the high reward. You might not. I think what Gallup, though, the way he plays, he doesn't mean he doesn't need many targets to score you a lot of points. Uh, he's also a big guy, so they use him along the red zone. They use him along yeah. deep threats and stuff like that. So 
I think there might be a spell if he's sitting on your bench, you might want to have him in a game or two or see how it goes. So I think he's a good investment from that perspective. Excellent. Let's move on then to tight end. You got Ferguson, tight end 36, ADP of 218. You got Shoemaker, tight end 40, ADP of 299. I'll be straight up. I haven't got much to say. I'm not looking at either. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think I think Jake Ferguson, if you need a streamer tight end, or you know, let's say you've got Andrews or you've got Kelsey, or you need somebody to sit on your bench that has a bit of upside. You know, he played okay last season. The problem with the Cowboys tight ends is they like to rotate a lot and there's a lot of guys like Peyton Hendershirt and Shoemaker will come back, come through uh, at some point this season when he's healthy. But Ferguson, you know, it was a bit like uh, what they had with Blake Jarwin a few years ago, Dalton Schultz. They plucked these tight ends out of nowhere and they turn out to be okay for a few seasons. So I think Ferguson has a low investment sort of bench sport guy, I think is worthy. And particularly in best ball, if you're going with three tight ends and you want cheap tight ends, for your roster and you want to have three Ferguson's a good sort of third tight end who will, who he can gain the last few rounds yeah, I, yeah I, personally yeah personally I'm, I'm not gonna I think there's other tight ends that I'd rather probably take a punt on at the end of redraft drafts um but I am keeping an eye on him because I think he could become relevant throughout the season but I don't really know how to read the tight end room at the Cowboys, so it's it's quite difficult. But I, I if I was going to actually... pick one that could become relevant, it would be it would be Ferguson. And he should look... show a glimpse in a couple of games last season, didn't he? But will he have that throughout a season? I don't know. But yeah, I think yeah. it's the wide receiver got... room, isn't it? Now they've got three good wide receivers. Throughout the waivers. Yeah, and exactly. They, I mean, I mean... Prescott loves tight ends, as we've seen with Dalton Schultz and so on. So that's going to be always yeah. the game. So. I think he's a good. I'm not saying people should draft him, but I'd say keep an eye on him. And look, if you need a cheap tight end, that's going to see the field a lot at the beginning of the season. It's not a bad punt. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for listening to our Cowboys deep dive with some Cowboys fan perspective from Riku. And we'll see you tomorrow where we'll be going into the Washington Commanders. <laughs>